0: You deserve that.
1: Try new bubbly bursts. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you
0: Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva Presentations at canva.com, designed for work.
1: Look, man. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. oh, and look over there. Wow, is that Ooh, culture? Uh,
0: yes. My goodness. Oh, wow.
1: Wow. yeah.
0: Las Culturalistas. Ding dong! Last culture. Christmas calling.
1: Tell everyone what you're absolutely wrapped in right now.
0: So <laughs> and the rest on
1: your. Store. Get a screenshot of this. What is it? Tell them.
0: I'm wearing the folklore cardigan that's been hanging in my closet for at least. When did it come out? July, but it's but then I got, but then everyone was ordering the cardigan. So I got it, I think, in like end of August. So it's been in my closet for like two and a half months. It's since September. And today felt like the great day to break it out. It
1: really is. I mean, we are in December. Um, and sort of as we've been undone, you're sort of like wrapping yourself back up. You know what I mean? That's right. Um, and so this is very seasonal. And I, I think mine just, just came. And it went to my parents' house on accident. But I ha- mine, my cardigan did arrive. I wish I could join you, but it's not in this state of California.
0: That's a tragedy. It's
1: really tragic. It's tragical.
0: It's tragical. It's not that comfortable, I'll say. Maybe it's just because my my skin is not reacting well with the... There, I don't know what the, what, what the material is. Can I check oh, the Oh, darling,
1: I don't think the problem is your skin. I think the problem is, you know, really mass marketing. And the fact that I don't think a lot of care went into that, I really don't.
0: Do you want to take that back? Because Taylor Swift herself designed this, is the story.
1: Did she sort of create it herself? Or did she, who, or I want to know whose hands went into making it, whose labor really was it?
0: She had a gray colored pencil, a black colored pencil, and then she sketched out a schema mm-hmm. or a schema or something. She sketched mm-hmm. out something. And then you could say anything and I'd be like, yeah, her team was like, yeah, let's do it. So,
1: and do you think she was inspired by the two different colored pencils?
0: Yeah. I think it was like a Coco Chanel thing. You know, how Chanel, it's like, it's like mostly black and white. Cause she was, she was in an orphanage or a nunnery or whatever. And so she was known for her austerity. I think, I think Taylor was inspired by that. You know?
1: So um, with that all being said, it's not very warm?
0: No, it's warm. It's just not comfortable because on my skin, it's it's an, it's irritating. I have to tell you, it looks really good. I don't know about that either. I, I'm not a cardigan person. I never was. I just, I thought it'd be funny for me to wear this because um, I think it's lesbian culture. And I'm happy you brought up lesbian culture. Well, before we talk about the, the lesbian culture... I think I, let's just catch up on cultural stuff this week. There's
1: so much to catch up on. And it reminded me that I want to say a disclaimer before you get into this. I want to say a disclaimer for the pod going forward. Okay. If an episode of television or film has come out. Oh, here we go. By the time this episode of Last Coach gets released and going forward, if any episode of Last Coach gets released and media that is discussed has been released and it's been out for more than a day and you have time to consume it this is a spoiler area okay mm. so what we're going to end up talking about is the undoing you know we're going to be talking about the undoing our guest is excited as i knew our she was excited be. Yes. our guest is a big consumer of the culture yes and i just want to say we're going to be discussing this and other things on the show such as you wouldn't believe what i'm watching i'm watching a teacher on hulu with kate mara and love simon mm. Um, I'm watching Saved by the Bell. I watched all of Saved by the Bell. I'm on my second viewing. It's my favorite thing. But primarily, the undoing has been fully undone. And we gotta, we gotta all talk about it together, I think.
0: We'll talk about it together. Um, but let's, you and I talk about The Flight Attendant, which I'm loving. I am loving The Flight Attendant. I
1: think it is what I would call Goofy. It's what I would call Goofy. It's goofy. Um, and
0: how do you spell that? G O O P H I E O
1: O O P. And you think it's going to stop at goop, but it, then you, you throw an H on no. there. And honey, it goes G O O O O O P H Y. Oh
0: my goofy. goofy, you know. I read someone, someone, I think it was like. The Hollywood Reporter that that wrote a review of, of the first three episodes, and mm-hmm. I love this so much. They said, whoever wrote this said, it's a show that's very aware of how disposable it is. Like you watch it once, you're never gonna watch it again. Maybe huge, great to know about yourself. I, but uh, no, well, no, but I agree though. Like I think it's a show that knows yeah. it's like just fun, goes down so easy. It's so easy
1: to, it's it's relatively
0: easy to follow. Great performances.
1: I would say I'm kind of blown away by what she ended up being capable of, that Kaylee, that Kaylee Cuoco.
0: Kaylee Cuoco feels like very cishet culture to me, which I love. I just never <laughs> engaged with Kaylee. But now I'm like, she's I love you. She's never been for
1: us, I know.
0: But now she's like moving queer of center, I think. And I really like this. I she's love a seeing a little this bit
1: queer of center, which, which of course um, is, is that left or right? Is it to be queer of center?
0: I think being queer of center just it's a circle so it just means you're moving away from the center of the circle.
1: I think cu- to be queer of you're, center you're going means to be south north of center. Okay? And that's actually rule, rule rule of culture. To be queer, to be queer of center, of center, center is means you are south, south north north of center. Of center. And that's sort of spring, spring summer more spring summer more more September. More September joggers. Um but anyway, um Yes, thrilled with with the flight attendant. Um, did so you? Adi- fun. So I guess you. I guess because of being on Saturday Night Live, the sketch show, mm. you sort of didn't get the opportunity to audition for the gay Shane in the show. Oh no! Is he the flight attendant? The gay flight attendant? Yes, he's wonderful. He booked it. I I celebrate him and every gay friend that books, um, because I did go out for this part. And um, I go. Out, I I just want to celebrate my sister who who booked it. I don't know his name, but I just want to say the, doing gay, a great the gay job. in the show is doing an amazing job. And I always want to celebrate the gay in a show because it's hard out here for the gay in a show. And I know oftentimes there's only one, but not in the piece of culture that our guest is. Dare we say it? Responsible for?
0: Very responsible for. Well, you and you and our guest. I've crossed paths in a very acrimonious way over the summer. Uh, first of all, this is a huge week for Survivor. Huge! It's on
1: Netflix. Just like we, if we, as if we needed something else to pile on, I'm watching Heroes versus Villains again. Kiki Palmer is tweeting about it. Kiki Palmer's know! a new fan. Keke! Oh my god! And our guest is wearing her buff. Yeah. The, the, no, forget it. The guest is her. Winners at war. Oh my god. So winners, winners at, at war. So just background for some of maybe the newer readers who haven't been around during quarantine. But famously, the story goes, the quarantine hit, we got a little obsessed with Survivor, me a little bit more so than Bo. I got so obsessed that I I joined a Survivor quarantine edition. And our guest, I was very excited because our guest was also a contestant. And some point along the way, I thought the guest was my ally and she just (laughs) stabbed me in the back. Did a
0: blindside. And
1: I deserved it 100%. And the guest ultimately did not win the show, um, which I also (laughs) love. I also love that. Um, But I do, it was very fun to play Survivor with the guest and sort of have real conversations that were fake, that I thought were real. Um, And now now we can sort of have a real (laughs) conversation for the first time since the Survivor quarantine has ended. Um, But this person is very, very dear to me and I love this person. And you may know her from, well, let's just say, the storied improv group, Wild Horses. Wow. Which is legendary. just legendary. You may know her from, I mean, television shows such as Parks and Rec, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Veep. The list truly goes on. We actually mm-hmm. have someone in the chat who, quote-unquote, books, as they say. Yes. Um, the newest credit, Bo, have you gotten a chance to consume the film Happiest Season? I adored the film
0: Happiest Season. She is the co-writer and co-star. Mm, we, we, can,
1: we can absolutely say that. And we and we we were, we were telling her she stole the damn movie. She did steal the damn movie, and it would be hard to steal a movie with the following cast: Kristen Stewart, Mackenzie Davis, Allison Brie, who's really really funny in the movie. Um, and she has one line. Her intro line killed me. Um, but anyway, uh, Mary Steenburgen, Victor Garber, Dan Levy. I mean, this is a stacked cast. A little guest appearance by Michelle Buteau, which we love. Oh yes. First scene, baby. Our guest really runs away with the movie and also co-wrote the movie, which we should say was also co-written and directed by Clea Duvall. Mm. And this is just a gorgeous moment in Lost coach history. And we are very thrilled. The time is now. The time is here to welcome into everyone's ears, Mary, Mary Holland! Holland. Yay! Yeah. We're very
2: happy. I am very happy too. <laughs> <laughs> How are you feeling?
1: Oh my God.
2: I'm just thrilled. I'm thrilled to be here. I was having the toughest time, not just <gasps> laughing all the way through th- this <laughs> conversation. I didn't want to ruin the audio. See, no, no, no.
1: You could you could never ruin. You could only contribute. And so what I want <laughs> to know, what I feel like we have to open up the floor immediately, Bowen, to undoing discussion.
2: Yes. Oh, yes. Let's Why get into not? it.
1: I Let's mean, what, we, it. ladies? What did we think?
2: Wow, wow! Six episodes. What a ride! Mm. They really did it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> they really did it. That's that's my take. Oh my gosh! Well, you know, uh, hey, it it, <laughs> it 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 ended up being who we who all we thought it would
0: be. See, no, we can say which it. is the problem, which is which the
1: I problem. think is
2: also the problem.
1: See, I don't think it's a problem for everyone. That's that's. I'll, I'll do this for the last time. Spoiler alert! But Hugh yes. Grant was revealed as the killer on The Undoing, mm. and this sort of was what they flat out said to us was pretty much going to happen in the first episode. And we, we sort of went back and forth and hemmed and hawed. I mean, Bowen and I have been talking for weeks about what we what we think is going to happen, and I I understand
0: that it's in the end it's like a morality tale, maybe about. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know your 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 and your confirmation biases whatever Or, yeah. or mm-hmm. like, like being like having to like let those go because as, the as obvious she
2: says on the stand exactly
0: right. like, like that was like the sort mm-hmm. sort of the thesis of the whole show which is mm-hmm. her being yeah being um yeah testifying
2: it, it really was like
1: a i guess like a morality play almost about like right you actually know people from, from well i guess the whole idea is you actually know everything you need to know about a person when you first meet them, and and mm-hmm. like um when you first like get to know them. And I I think what they're sort of getting at here is we allow ourselves to sort of create someone in our minds based on who we need them to be, um, and sometimes change who they are. Mm. Which I don't really know if it's a real thing or if it's just something that this show sort of created to so that <laughs>
2: right. I'd, I mean, so they'd have a story. So they'd have a
1: story. I guess I appreciated that the audience was going through the same thing that the characters were going through, which was, oh, no, it can't be him. We believe him. And then it turns out we shouldn't have.
2: Him. God, I yeah. love that analysis. What a, what an astute analysis.
1: I've been thinking about it probably too hard. <laughs> no.
0: Well, Jen Chaney and Vulture today wrote about how it, the whole series is a red herring. Mm-hmm. And how that kind of is, is such a weird viewing experience. Also, David e. Kelly does this thing where maybe he doesn't do the thing. Maybe he just like picks source material that like does this thing where like the climax is the end and that's it. Like there's no resolution beyond like the most
1: mm-hmm. tense, mm.
0: anxiety inducing situation. Like like Big Little Lies season one, it ends on like him being pushed down the stairs, and that's Literally. it. And then and then it's done. And then this again, like it ends with him about to being about to jump off a bridge, and then like credits so it's it's so interesting it's it's just so like weird to 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 for me as a viewer to like see this and then have it all build up to like a crazy thing and then just have it so abruptly right finish yeah
2: right i tell you what that david e kelly he does <laughs> a lot huh
0: <laughs> you know that's a real
1: culture that's a rule of culture number 46. Oh, I tell, tell you what. what that that's David Kelly, Kelly. He does, he a, does lot, a lot, huh? <laughs> He certainly is prolific. Yes. He
2: certainly is. Um, yeah, that's so that's so interesting to think of other stories that he's been involved with. I, I have to say, I sort of listen. We've already spoiled it.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. You can go there. Go there. Okay, I'm gonna go. I know, I know you want to. <laughs>
2: No, I do. Um, (laughs) The moment on the, well, I was like, what is this building to when he kidnapped his son Mm -hmm. and and started driving with him? And I was like, he's going to kill him. He's going to (sighs) do, I mean, and maybe Hugh Grant didn't have a plan either. Maybe his character didn't have a plan. He's just driving. But when he, when he got to the bridge and he got out and he, he, he like looked like he was about to do it. And then, and then ultimately didn't. Yeah. I, I was not that I needed. you know, I'm glad his character got arrested and but but it was sort of like it was building to this crescendo and then was like, yeah. but it's all fine. <laughs> I really yeah. feel like uh,
1: the question that I have a lot throughout this series and I understand, like, it, here's what I'll say. The finale was thrilling to watch. You know what I mean? In yes. terms of like it being a thriller and being engrossing. Yes, they did an amazing job, and a lot of the direction was great, and the performances were amazing. amazing. Like a lot of the acting here was incredible. No, let's give it up. I for mean, Noma. Noma is the reason to, reason for the season. Okay, oh, Noma. she is she's she brilliant. is truly amazing. For people that don't know, Noma, um, I believe her Dumas last Waini. name is Bruno Dumas Weny, and she plays the lawyer Haley Fitzgerald, the defense attorney, and she's she should be nominated for an Emmy for this. I think Hugh Grant should win an Emmy for this. I think he's he was stunning. He was yeah. menacing and he was scary, scary. all throughout last episode and so you scary. really and he also delivered on his Hugh Grant charm and really everything that we know of him was there and more. And to be this long in your career and then be able to like play a character that we can't get a finger on is really something. Mm. But for me the question that kept popping up was just why like, yeah. why, when when the son says at the restaurant, we can get a dog now, why would he, how does it protect him to be honest with his wife that it was actually his sister? You know what I mean? Like, why does he get that, off? Yeah, that's You know a what I mean? Like, like,
2: what's the purpose of that?
1: What's, the, and also, I just wanted to know, like, what exactly stops him from committing suicide at the end? Like, we see that he's just cares about himself. You know what I mean? Right, all of that's a sudden now, about. all of a sudden now he cares about his, son Mm. and wife he was just gonna he just almost got them hit by a huge big (laughs) truck
2: i (laughs) do love i do love at the end though when when he did like step down and she she got to her son and she was like pulling him away from her he was like come here grace yeah
1: it was like like, no run i was and i literally i was like they still need to run because he is right there
2: yeah but another
1: thing too is just like Here's like, I don't mean to be like uncool and Lynn ish about this, all right? But like, oh, the oh. violence against women was too casual in this for me. You it are being, so Lynn. No, being it, so Lynn. You're right being so Lynn right now. No, but Lynn like, right <laughs> I, I feel like no one is really talking about no, the fact it was that crazy. like, we did not need, essentially what they've did, well, I guess my 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 number one thing After leaving this, yes, it was fun to watch. Yes, it was great to see Nicole cross streets in in her coats and her wig. And we love her (laughs) with curls. She was fabulous and she's Nicole and she's amazing. But so it was worth watching. And like I said, there's a lot of great things about it. I feel that this fetishized her from the beginning. We saw her as someone who was sexually forward, someone who like, owned her sexuality. She was naked a lot of the time. And essentially, we had to relive her extremely brutal murder six times every episode, including cuts where you didn't see the violence coming at all. Ultimately, Ugh. we knew very well what happened to her, and still they showed it in close-up I graphic detail. Yeah. And it. I don't think it helped anything no. for t- except a narrative which is, we really need to, and especially because the fact that she was this like sort of ethereal ethnic woman who like was younger and like sexualized from the beginning and then we basically mm. only know her as like a corpse with semen Ugh. in it, which they keep <sighs> saying. And I'm <sighs> like, you know what? This to me, combined with the fact that they showed it so viscerally, to me ultimately is not good. That's how I feel about it.
0: Um, I said out loud during the the flashback, I was like, this this sucks. I was yeah. like this. Yeah. I was like they did not need to. Do, I said that out loud. I was. Like, I did too. To no I did one.
2: too. I I I was like I did. Stop showing that. Stop. Yeah. I don't. I understand it. I don't need yeah. to keep seeing the moment of the hammer hitting her temple. Like
0: what would have been effective is if like you know they they is if like you go all the way up to the shot looking down on her face. And then like he's about to like swing it and then you cut and then you don't show any of like the the impact.
1: And then I thought, Maybe are they trying... Because I know it's a fe- it's a female director. Nicole's producing it. You know what I mean? Like, I know that they probably involved a ton of women in this. And so I thought, maybe is the point to not shy away from what actual violence looks like so that people understand the gravity of the situation. But at the end of the day, it's always just going to be icky to me when it's on yeah. HBO, mm-hmm, which is a network mm-hmm. which has had problems with this before. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Like, right. and the way that they contextualize and characterized her throughout the entire season... Because when you flash back, you only ever see her doing either illicit things with Hugh or Mm -hmm. sort of like remembering her like liaison with Nicole or she's a corpse. You never see her as a mother. I don't think there's a single scene with her and her son Miguel who had cancer. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I just did not think the depiction of Elena was responsible. And I think Mm. that like, it's. I'm really happy that everyone had fun with it. I had fun with it. I loved guessing who it was going to be week in and week week out. I thought that that it was cool the way they did it. It was thrilling. Ultimately, though, this turned out to be more of a soap than Big Little Lies ever was, and it yeah. wasn't even about anything. Right. Like at least Big Little Lies was like about domestic violence and the lengths that we go to to cover uh, it up. Right. And, and and the way that we kind of similarly see in a monster what we need to see to keep our life going because of convenience, love, whatever. Um, uh, inability to recognize the situation for what it is. This was just like literally the moral was careful, your husband might be a psycho and it <laughs> yeah. might be your fault. <laughs> mm.
2: That's right. It might be all on you. All like- on you. <laughs> Ultimately what he did was because of you.
1: Like, girl, I hope you have a helicopter and a gorgeous best friend who's a lawyer with friends that she can oh, ask in a bathroom to, like, fuck so. shit up. It was so out of control. It was a drag show, and we did get a death drop ending like I wanted, so.
0: I don't know. I, I felt nothing by the end. I, like, once the credits rolled, I was like, was this...
3: Hmm. Was
0: this... This was so padded out by, yes, Nicole crossing streets, Nicole standing <laughs> on balconies on Central Park West at dawn. I was just like, yeah. this, what, what is and this And close show? up
2: of her eyes, just like yes. eyes realizing things, eyes narrowing in on things. Oh, the yes. best
1: realizer in the business.
2: Beth, I mean, I'm telling you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Kaylee Cuoco's giving her a run for her money though in The, fl- in the Flight Attendant. Kaylee, there, there's, some, there's some moments of Kaylee receiving shocking information that I'm like, she's great.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, Kaylee, have you watched any of Flight Attendant? I haven't. I haven't seen it yet. I you must watch it. HBO Max it's an HBO Max or Ridge and you got to check it out because her and her well her updo's deserve a (laughs) spinoff like there's there's updo's there there's like hairstyles in this which I'm like I want to know I want the backstory whole episode like the lost flashback episode (laughs) that was this hairstyle
2: was the origin (laughs) Uh, like two
1: wisps in the front and like a like a like a bobby like sort of like moment in the back I'm just like this is shocking
2: Oh, there you know, start. the two the twists in the front remind me of when I was 13. I would do that very deliberately with my hair, which was oh, yeah. parted down the middle. And I would pull it back in a bun and I would pull piece two little tiny little little greasy mm. little pieces of hair. And I remember one time my cousin's boyfriend was like, um was that intentional or did those just fall out? <laughs> and I was like, oh, they just fell out. That's oh, just how oh. it is. Oh, it's just I don't know. I mean, I guess <laughs>
1: kind of it's kind of
0: dua lipa. It's kind of fun. It's
2: pretty yeah, dua. It is fun. Very
1: dua. I think yeah. very dua. Honestly, you should you should check out this show, then Kelly Cuoco would be your teenage selves
0: queen.
2: <laughs> oh, good. Because okay, this
1: updo is exactly what you wanted and and then
0: some.
2: I can't wait. Matt, I
0: think I think we're done talking about HBO Max. Let's talk about the crown jewel of Hulu this very moment.
2: I
1: love this movie, Mary. I'm so happiest season is so good, and it's so funny. And like you got your like sort of commercial Christmas antics, but also like it feels like. You know, it is a lesbian romantic comedy. It's a queer Christmas film and mm. I think it's like the either the first one we've had in this major of a way with these big stars and this mm. big budget right. or it feels like a new breakthrough with that. Yeah, can you talk about just writing it how 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 did it come about? How did you get involved like all this? Like I I want to know everything.
2: Well, I'm I'm so thrilled to hear that you enjoyed it. That really means so much to me. Um it is the the movie was an idea that Clea has had for a while. And and she had like drafted this outline for it and mm-hmm. knowing she wanted it to be a comedy, she wanted to write it with somebody. And we were, we met working on Veep and we I figured that. Uh, yeah, huh? yeah. We had, we, we never had any um, scenes with each other, but I would see her at the cast table reads and mm-hmm. we just really hit it off. I feel like we were both sort of like, We saw each other in a crowded room.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Something, some sort of chemistry, some sort of Matt Rogers and Bowen Yang moment. That's
2: it. That's it. (laughs) The star
1: shower was in full effect.
2: Exactly. (laughs) Um, And she, uh, we we did not know each other hardly at all at that point beyond just some some wonderful light banter. Mm -hmm. And we exchanged numbers and she asked if I would, if I wanted to write this movie with her, and she sent me the outline, and we got coffee, and she told me more about the idea, and I was um, so so honored that she thought of me, and I I was like, I'll think about it. There's
1: yeah, uh. you were like you were you, the first thing you realized was you had to destroy this woman.
2: Yes, and that's yeah. still my ultimate goal.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's um, got to go. Mm, yeah, director, writer, actress. No,
2: no, we, we can't have that. Can't uh, have no, that. No. no, 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 no. no. Uh, I was just over the moon and said yes, and then we we started. We would just meet, a, you know, a couple times a week for hours and hours and talk it all through. And yeah, and
1: here we go. And then
2: here we go. And here we are. <laughs> so
1: it's um the story of Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis are a couple, and they're sort of living there like sort of like very hot life together they're they're extremely, they're extremely hot extremely dream gorgeous. pittsburgh life literally yeah. <laughs> i, I di- idyllic pittsburgh life i was i watched this with greta Titelman, and she she was like Wanting to munch K Stu's box the whole time. It's really sort of (laughs) a very hot film. If you're into K Stu, you're really gonna love this. She is she is a like real James Dean in this. I'll tell you. Yes, yes, yes,
2: totally. She is. It's not a
1: joke. Like she is hot. (laughs) Um, but um, so they are um in in love, and it's their it's their first Christmas together. I think, and Mm. like um, so they're gonna go home together. Mackenzie Davis is like so in love with Kristen. They're gonna go home together, and. You, wouldn't you know it? She hasn't come out to her family, even though she said she did. And they're uh, the dad's a politician. They're sort of a traditional family. Lots of sort of interesting relationships in the family. Wouldn't mm-hmm. you say?
2: I would say. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I concur. And hijinks
1: and Sue, I would say.
2: <laughs> uh, they sure do. They sure do. Yeah.
0: yeah. And what's beautiful is that there's a lot of. Um, Actors playing opposite sexualities, which I embrace. Uh, you have mm. Victor Garber, a gay man, playing buttoned up straight. Playing daddy. You have playing Aubrey daddy. Plaza <laughs> playing playing gorgeous ethereal lesbian. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I fucking you have, loved Aubrey Plaza. She's in this. Uh,
2: so amazing. She's a smoke show. Smoke oh, my God. Show, capital smoke S- S- show. Capital S. Smoke show. Capital S.
0: Yeah. Capital S. Wait, and then wait, and then does Mary count? Is, is is Mary's character straight? No, but are you playing? Are you are you crossing? No, you're not.
2: No, no, no. no
0: okay, she's just no.
1: she, she's just a hetero. She's
0: just a I'm hetero. just a
2: just a hetero. <laughs>
1: We could have rewritten
0: the story on this show. I
2: know. I know. I do gave you want to say yeah, You never did. I guess I should make a statement.
0: Uh, right now. Okay. Apologize
1: it's, to me.
2: And I am sorry. And I, I am do, sorry.
1: I do, I do love the one line. So, well, I, okay. This is maybe going to spoil a little bit. So I just want to say spoiler alert. But there's a scene at the end where everyone comes out with their secrets.
3: Mm. And mm-hmm. Mary
1: says, I don't have a secret, but I am an ally. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. An ally that's, to people with secrets. That's right.
2: That's right. And I, and I am. And, yeah. You know, yes. Yeah, so that, that, such an emotional scene, so much happening. And for it to, I feel like Clea did such an amazing job of orchestrating it and, um, making a build for all those characters simultaneously, which is so tricky to do.
1: So tell everyone who you play, though. Yes.
2: Well, I play the sister of Mackenzie Davis's Jane. character. Yes, I play Jane. <laughs> I play her um, Harper Mackenzie Davis is the youngest sister. I play the middle sister, and then Allison Brie plays our older sister. Yes,
1: and we love a solid family resemblance via the hairstyle. Yes.
2: Oh yeah, we we had Color. brunettes across the board. <laughs> across
1: the board. Also we should say again Mary Steenburgen plays the mom yeah. and she is a, a just I think one of my favorite people in the world. I
2: agree mm-hmm. with you. She's completely delightful. Oh my god. She's amazing. Yeah.
1: But um so there's there was one line that Allison Brie had in the beginning when you first meet <laughs> when 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 she first meets Kristen Stewart's character and she just goes she just goes, oh, "Hi, I'm Sloan and then she just <laughs> leaves she leaves without asking what her name is
2: It's so good Allison's delivery was so good She I, really stepped into that role She
1: was
0: great She love yeah. her I love her
2: is Me she too. as good?
1: Is she as good as she th- as you think?
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> is she she as is good as, as good think? as I think. <laughs> I always think
1: we 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 also we also asked uh, Betty Gilpin that because when we when Betty oh, came yeah. on and they did glow together, obviously. Um, but I feel like I, we are inching towards maybe getting some Brie on this.
0: You podcast. gotta get
2: Brie on. Oh, you have to get Brie. On. I would
0: love to get Brie on. I yes. love
2: Allison Brie. <laughs> she's she's so <laughs> spectacular, and she's so. She's so funny. We would play this game on like in between setups and stuff when uh, we had downtime, we would play like this word game and she and Mackenzie Davis and Kristen too, they, there's like an element of the game where you have to like create a clue. Um, and normally it's just like, oh, it's a sentence or something. But those three would make, and Mary too, actually, they would make like full rhyming limericks. <laughs> As a clue, they would invent these incredible riddles that uh, that were. It was really astounding, but they're also funny. And Allison is just such a, a bright light of a human.
0: There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey,
1: try new
0: Bubbly Burst.
1: Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too?
0: With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or
1: interest. And if your credit scores grow... So could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home? You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card? What? There are no
0: annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa Credit Cards are accepted.
1: forward slash Culturistas. That's chime.com forward slash Culturistas. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank
0: N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits supply. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Hey, it's Bowen. And I want to introduce you to the new cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow roasted chicken. Pico de gallo purple cabbage and new avocado verde salsa sauce with new menu options like cantina chicken tacos burritos and quesadillas there's something for everyone and taco bell isn't just for a late night with this new cantina chicken menu the possibilities are well endless try the new cantina chicken menu at taco
4: bell now now i said snag a job is where america goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring
0: I think this is like as convincing of a family in a Christmas movie since the Family Stone, I want to say. Oh, wow. That's wow. Thank you. Like look like, like, Mary Mary Steenburgen, Victor Garber, you got Mary Holland, and then you got you got Mackenzie Davis, and you got Alison Bree. Like the, like look at that. There like, is you, a resemblance. You used it on paper, it's great. But yeah. I'm saying like it it yeah. just it just it works and it's so I don't know. It was just, just, just so, so wonderful.
2: I'm so glad you liked it. That ugh, it warms my heart. It
1: really put me in the spirit.
2: Oh, good! It, it, it
1: really put me <laughs> in the spirit, and I'm so Makes happy so. that. It's obviously so easy for everyone to watch because you just can stream it on damn Hulu. It's hard lately to feel in the spirit of Christmas. And honestly, watching the movie Happiest Season made me say, I actually am going to gonna do more of Christmas stuff. So I'm trying to turn my, my, turn my thing to show well, you guys I got see. a Christmas oh. tree. <gasps> Look a little at that Christmas little tree. tree. It's so shitty, but it's mine. Tree on the floor. It's on the floor, yeah, and it's four feet tall. But literally, before (laughs) happiest season, I would never have gotten that tree. Oh, wow! That power. (laughs) Ah, She goes, oh, ah." wow!
2: Beautiful. Thank you. But
1: like for real though, it is so funny. You are so good in it. Talk about like we were not kidding when we said steal the movie. Like you, you like really are so good.
2: No, Matt. Thank you.
1: Listen. Now that we've buttered you up, mm. um, I have to. Well, I guess now we have to pick a bone with you.
2: Okay, oh. you're gonna put me right in the toaster.
1: What was with the way that you treated me on Survivor Point?
2: <laughs> okay, the Let's way do it. the
1: way because you stabbed me in the back, and I all did. I ever ta- I all, all I ever did was be a fan. <laughs>
2: I know, I know. And I have to tell you, I listen, I really, really struggled with the choice that I made in the game and how it impacted you.
1: Really? <laughs> really, did you? <laughs> I did.
2: I did. I can't tell you. I really cried a lot. And <laughs> I really did. She wears
1: her heart on her sleeve, she does.
2: <laughs> I do. And the here's the thing. We as fans of Survivor, mm-hmm. we know. That the name of the game is, Hey, what's going to get me further? How can I set myself up to continue to play below the radar, but still make mm. big moves?
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: of course, you know, as someone who is such a fan of the game and observes people <laughs> playing with, with such, um, <laughs> such uh, incredible skills of social manipulation Mm -hmm. i thought to myself well what if i what if i were to step (gasps) into that and play Mm -hmm. the game as hard as i could yeah and now that's not to say (laughs) Matt, that the conversations that we had as as friends
1: i know i'm kidding I did. I, she she turned around and voted <laughs> me out. And I literally, I, I, I Insta DM'd her. And I, cause while the game was, while the game was still going, I I was out. This was not, cause honestly, this was against the rules, but I did anyway. I Insta DM'd her and I was like, what you did to me has really hurt me. And the only way that we can sort of get through this is if you come on Lost Coach. And I want you to know oh my that my, God. I don't think so, honey, is about you and this week yes. and you
0: did you did and do, you, I did too. and I'm honey on Mary
1: and then she said I am so sorry for the ways in which I hurt you and I hope that we can separate the game from 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 our real life and I was like oh my god I'm so fine <laughs> i, was I
2: so oh my god Matt you have you have no idea I really like I was like I have I have I this is a person that is important to me and whose friendship is important to me and I've ruined it and for what and for what? <laughs> and for <a> what?
0: <laughs> no, you can't let you can't let Matt just sort of outplay you when he's not even in the game. You can't let him emotionally Listen, manipulate you when he's gone.
2: That game, <laughs> what it it turned me right on my head. I yeah, it was intense. I, it was so intense, and and you know what I learned? I I can and I can't do it.
1: Could never. We do we,
2: it. we had the question mm. of of oh what would it be like to play this game and the answer is well you can't and you shouldn't
0: no. No. <laughs> and you shouldn't well who's Matt <laughs> whose play style would you say Mary reminded you of from Survivor the show
1: I would say Chaos Cast I would say Mary wow. was definitely a Chaos Cast uh, for, of Kagayan Another and Second compliment. Chances I wow. don't know if you know Chaos <laughs> Cast Bowen but like I
0: don't, I, I've never seen Kagayan here's no. what I'd
1: say if you want to get to know Chaos Cast you can currently stream Kagayan which is one of the best seasons of Survivor I think you would agree Mary
2: I agree uh, Absolutely,
1: it's currently on Netflix, and it is a. It's just they only have two seasons on Netflix, right? They have Kageon and they have they have Heroes versus Villains. It's so goofy the way they're doing this. I I don't because I wouldn't recommend watching either of those seasons. Yeah,
2: right. Why are they? Yeah, of course. That is interesting that they just chose those to stream there.
1: I think maybe it's because they they have like reputation as the best seasons, maybe. Right, right.
0: Yes, yes. People have been reaching out asking us again for our survivors uh, syllabus. It's, mm. it's. If I just let, let Mary let me know collab this on this
1: because Mary is I a huge, Sur- su- huge survivor fan. Correct. Huge, love it. Uh, so, love it. <laughs> what I tell people for so- Pearl <laughs> sort of islands, Pearl Islands. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Cook Islands, Cook Islands, China, China, Micronesia. I have added Tokintines onto this. Oh yeah, and, the- and then heroes versus villains.
2: Those are your and then, favorites. And
1: then, and then I say, talk to me. Because that, <laughs> yeah, that actually.
2: That's base level. That's, that's <laughs> I think that that, that <laughs>
1: order sets up heroes versus villains in a way. And some people add Panama to this so that you can get the origin of Ceri. But I feel you oh, don't necessarily right. need the origin of Suri because she's really the. Then again, you do get Danielle too on Panama. I don't know. Like I, I don't, I didn't, I don't necessarily need that season to understand why Suri is is unbelievable. If you're trying to quickly get through it to watch heroes versus villains, like Micronesia yeah. is Suri Town, and yeah. she's an icon.
2: That I think that is an amazing syllabus, and I think um, all of the students of this podcast should study up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, we've given them homework before. <laughs> okay.
0: Did quit, uh, um?
1: But yeah. yeah. Oh, can sorry. you wait?
0: Can you? I just, I still don't understand how survivor quarantine worked. Like how, how, mm-hmm. how many, how many hours in the day did you guys spend like on the island? Talk about like what the, like what the.
2: 24 hours a day.
0: <laughs> wait, a really?
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, now they, they have shifted it. I think. Uh, because of our season, they they now they can only <laughs> communicate in a certain like window of time during the day. But it was truly like how who, whenever you could be on Slack and talking to people at any oh, hour of the day or yeah. night, Um, it was so maddening. And I feel like there was this element to it that made it so, so much more like and, and I, mm. of course, have never played the actual games. So I don't know. But um, if I think about playing the actual game, I think about like, okay, well, people are going to see me walking away with Matt and know we're going to we're having a conversation. Mm -hmm. But in in Quarantine Island, no one knows who's talking to who. Like, there's no there's no visual for that. So it adds so many layers of deception and it is. So intense. It wow. was
1: a low point of Jared and I's relationship. Let's just say that it he was, was like, also
2: a low point of my relationship.
1: Yeah, he <laughs> he was like, "You, I'm, I." He was like, "I have to tell you something. I can't wait for you to get voted out." He was like, "I root for you for everything, but I can't wait for you to get voted out because yeah. I would like asking well, for advice." On? It was just like. So intense in a way where it's like I signed up for it. I don't know how you felt, Mary, but I was like, oh, this will be fun. And I was honestly totally. looking for something to do online to like sort of entertain people that followed me with. I was like, maybe some people will, will will actually follow along. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, like, I don't know how you are, but I can't really help myself. And I ended up getting <laughs> very invested into it <laughs> and
2: Im- <laughs> immediately
1: made huge mistakes. Like I was just like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean there sane. was a tribal like
1: council a t- where I stunted on those hoes so hard. <laughs> and it was like <laughs> it the was third it was
2: fantastic. I mean, <laughs> it was it was, was musty TV. It was musty TV.
1: But it put a target target on my back that could never come yes. off. I mean, I think Mary saw it and was like, okay, he needs to go. <laughs> wow. It, it re-
2: yeah, and we we're, we're you're doing like either a challenge or um a a a tribal, a, council. a tribal council like every other day yeah. so you're and sometimes you're doing like back to back tribals and like yeah. you it 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 is just it's so chaotic and there's no time to like <laughs> settle Gather into it like yourself. i feel yeah, like yeah. our nervous systems were peak like alert for an entire <sighs> month and it was um so emotional and really and really really wild <laughs>
0: I don't know if the, if that gets compounded by the fact that it was like early lockdown days. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. I, it yeah. was like, it was like, I think because we were still in that lockdown phase where it's like, oh, no one's doing anything, that it completely filled up like time. And also mm-hmm. it wasn't like you were playing for a million dollars. I think it was playing for a couple I hundred <laughs> bucks. And it, but we all acted <laughs> like we were, and it was so crazy yeah. ultimately though at the end of the season we had like this final tribal council where we all voted and everything and did the whole thing and like got to ask questions we were both on the jury so we both got to like have that moment and like oh. it was such drama and then honestly the this girl Brittany, the the right person won she won she, yes mm.
2: she earned it for sure um but it my whole goal i i will say going into this season i was like there's no way i'll win i simply i simply can't but I will try to make it to the jury. That oh, is yeah, my dream.
1: Yeah. Ugh. When we made the merge and we were all celebrating, it was like we actually had done the real show. It was like this <laughs> no. is so.
2: This is unhinged. It is absurd. Unhinged. Exactly. It was unhinged. Completely... Wait, Matt, did
1: you make jury? <laughs> I did. I was the. F- uh, I was. I made the merge, and then I was the first person voted out. Uh, like, okay, like, so, like, yes. like, literally, unanimously. Because got I had, done. I couldn't believe I made it that far. Like I, I, I had shake, I had been doing such shady shit. And I was, I was be, I was like, I started to actively play a villain. Like just because I thought it would be though. funny. Did fun? I did, but it got crazy. And people's feelings really got hurt. Right. <sighs> and like, like in, in a real way, like some people right. that like, it was crazy. And then like the way that people were talking about careful. me, I was like, oh no.
2: <laughs> it really feels, it, it, and I can, like, of course, now that I've had six months to process, um, <laughs> uh, I can, I can like, look at that and be like, oh, wow, yeah, I really did get so emotionally invested. And everybody mm-hmm. who played did in, to differing degrees. The week or two coming out of it, I I cried so much. With my relationship, too, Matt was like, this can't be... <laughs> All
3: that we have happening. <laughs> oh my god! Uh,
1: but but seriously, it, it was it was like it, it, I I considered like myself and you marry normal people, but <laughs> I was just like I was like this is so it just really like. It, it, the stakes were so high because Changes, it played yeah. on the paranoia, like, and also because it took place over social media. Yeah, I yeah. think it played on this sort of paranoia and social media thing. Like, it was all over Slack, so it was just very easy to get on Slack and stay on Slack. Yeah, mm. um, and like I said, this was during a more like 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 you were saying, Bowen, like during a more uncertain time in the pandemic. So that was also weird. Totally. But um, ultimately, I'm very happy that that we played because oh, I do too. I I do think <laughs> that um. It was it was some it was some fun moments.
2: There were some fun moments, and it was <laughs> it was sort of you know it's very it, I I really have trouble accessing my rage, <gasps> and not that I did access it I I didn't, <laughs> but it was fun to get close. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Still more work That's to be beautiful. done. <laughs> Still more
2: work to be done, but it, it was it was like it, it's such a crash course and like doing things for your own self-interest and mm-hmm. you know screwing people over in the meantime and that is <laughs> you know and now that's how i live my life and i love it
1: <laughs> wow and now she's the hollywood big shot yeah <laughs> i mean
0: she's she's in a damn new christmas family classic that she created on her
1: on on she her own her merits own. So, okay so i think it might be time to ask the question bro
0: Mary, we want to ask you, what was the culture that made you say culture is for me?
1: Matt, what does that mean? Well, this sort of is, you know, we should say we asked this of all Lost Cultures, this We asked all our guests. Margaret Cho, because we got too scared. Now, oh. Um, oh, no. we want to know what was the culture that you can look back on in your life and say, wow, that pop culture, that moment in my life. Uh, really sort of defined me and made me follow an instinct I may not have prior to engaging with that culture?
2: Oh, I have an answer for you. Ooh. My answer is the Lord of the Rings franchise. Wow. (laughs) Oh, my
1: God. And this sort of of comes all the way full circle because your character character in the movie is very into writing her sort of sci-fi her high fantasy. fantasy novel. Uh, yes,
2: her fantasy novel. It's really, it, it has expanded so much, just the little details that we've added that I feel like were I to really try to write the Shadow Dreamers and the Second <laughs> Sister, it would be in 10 volumes and it would take me seven years between each volume.
0: <laughs> But you you have the general outline, or you have the lore rough, kind of figured out.
2: Yeah, yeah. As a sketched, the there's like a loose sketch of the lore. I would yes. I need to get more specific, obviously, but, um, <laughs> but yes, I that all started for me and in, in a very formative time of my life when I was, I I think the first Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring,
3: yeah, I think yes.
2: that came out when I was like twelve or thirteen, the movie. The movie, the movie. Because the books famously yeah. came
0: out <laughs> over a century yeah. ago.
2: <laughs> and the books are you told? Not, not,
0: not a century ago.
2: I think, yes.
1: <laughs> it,
0: Fellowship of the Ring came out.
2: The four. Like
0: in the 40s? 50s? 50s?
2: Almost 30, a century. Uh,
0: wait, okay. The Hobbit came out in 1937. Um, Sorry, it doesn't matter. Hold on. Fellowship of the Ring, oh, 54, 1954. Okay, that's so okay.
1: not no. quite a century, but almost. I've been, <laughs> almost. I've been corrected.
0: <laughs> <laughs> look, wait, and is yeah. was Lord of the Rings a parable? Not a parable, but was that mapped onto World War II at all? Now, that's Harry Potter. Wait, who knows who, who that? No, that
2: is that. Is, there are some analyses of the, of the book that that um, draw those parallels, but I don't know if J.R.R. Tolkien ever came. Outright and said, "Like this is inspired."
1: He never said, "It's the war, girl." Yeah,
2: <laughs> he, yeah, he didn't, and he had plenty of opportunities.
1: He mm-hmm. had plenty of
0: opportunities. <laughs> Han <laughs> says, our, um, "Head of content." Han says, "He said he wanted it to be more universal." There's a quote I'll find.
1: Look, he's oh. off to get the quote.
2: He's off. To okay, get the so
0: quote. sorry we cut you off, Mary. So no, okay, please. So this started. This started out when the first movie came out in two thousand one.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. I had never seen anything like it. Yeah. I had never seen anything like it and I didn't it it's sort of you know as a as a kid I was very imaginative I I I I, w- I could really keep myself entertained for hours and hours just playing by myself creating words I'm, I'm fine <laughs> ah, we know yeah, I'm fine we're fine um, too <laughs> <laughs> yes yes it, but I, I had nev- I didn't really know much about the fantasy genre. Like I, mm-hmm. I feel like I read or had read to me the one of the books of the Chronicles of Narnia or something and loved it, but it wasn't, it was not a facet of my passion. Mm-hmm. That it, it, it was that facet was was asleep, was yes. asleep in a cave, much like Smaug.
3: Yes. The drag. Uh, wow. Yes, yes. A much like reference.
1: Smaug. Yeah. Actually, uh, title of that. Much Like Smaug. Much like Smaug. Smaug. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. We have the quote.
2: Oh, we have the quote.
1: Okay. Um, he said, Tan says, dramatic reading in Gandalf voice necessary. So actually, mm-hmm. Mary, would you like to do the honors and read this? Read this oh, quote in a Gandalf yes, voice? Yes, please.
2: Oh my fucking God, <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I cordially dislike allegory <gasps> in all its manifestations and always have done so since I grew old and wary enough to detect its presence. Mm. I much prefer history, true or feigned with its varied applicability to the thought and experience of readers. Mm. I think that many confuse applicability with allegory, but the one resides in the freedom of the reader and the other in the purposed domination of the author.
1: Wow. Wow. First of all, we have to applaud the reading first. Thank you. Beautiful reading. Readers applaud the reading. And we have to applaud that incredible research by head of content Hans. Yes, that was beautiful. And what an amazing quote. It really is a beautiful quote. quote. Beautiful, beautiful. Beautiful So um you you go see the movie and go see the movie. It's a it's a moment.
2: It's a moment. It it felt like something unfurled within me that I did Mm. not know was there. And it it totally like I of course became a massive fan of the Lord of the Rings movies went back read the hobbit in its mm. entirety read the books read the Lord of the Rings books like i i just really was like oh my god there's this whole there's this whole world that mm-hmm. was just created and you and the, you don't have to like you can i can like live in that world i don't have mm. to it, does that make sense like it's it's almost yeah. like oh my god this whole thing was just is there for me the whole time, and I had no idea.
1: I'm laughing because it's one of the funniest lines in the movie where you go, it takes a long time to build a world. (laughs) (laughs) And it's true. And it's true. I had to stop it and rewind it like like 10 times. It was so (laughs) funny. It takes a long time to build a world. And and then
2: she drinks her Uh, wine. Yeah, she's like...
1: (laughs) Awesome. Um, it's such a good character. It really, oh, really, thanks. really is. You did Jeez. it, and uh, you you killed it writing it for yourself. And not to not to not to move away from um no the oh. the Lord of the Rings. I want to know was it sort of the <laughs> grandeur? Was it the fantasy? Was or was it just the big like? Was it the um complex like how many characters there were? It was, or was it just what was it?
2: I think it was a a combination of all those things. I I think I sort of like found, I almost found a solace in it. It was Mm -hmm. like um, the colors of that world and the sort of the, like thinking of Hobbiton in the Shire. And it it just made me feel so safe. And, -hmm. you know, I was entering puberty in a time that's decidedly not safe and feels Mm -hmm. really scary and overwhelming. And so I feel like I really took up shelter in the in the in how detailed and nuanced this world was and the story of course is so beautiful as well like the the messages of like even the smallest person can change the course of the future Mm.
3: yes
0: wow oh my god was it but was 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 a particular was a particular scene in the movie so riveting to you like for me it's like balrog like that has to be like the moment where I'm like, oh, I'm in.
2: Absolutely, I was crushed, crushed
0: mm, when, when, when Gandalf died.
2: Oh my god, I and I thought how they captured that moment with all the hobbits, like sobbing and like like holding each other, like really grieving. Mm. Oh, I just <laughs> I I scream cried, and <gasps> I did. Um, but I do think that there there was like a moment in the movie. It's actually uh, right before that that huge scene. But by the way, I'm just clutching chapstick.
1: Yes, <laughs> you gotta hang on to something I, these days. I, I tell it's you, yes. nice to, to hold. We're in for a wild ride. <laughs> um,
2: it is nice to hold. Um, I, I burst my Bliss <laughs> I burst my
1: Bliss in my hand, talking about Gandalf's death. Today on Las Culturistas, now there's blistics all over my hands. Is this, is this, are you going
0: to talk about the Council of Elrond? Or are you going to talk? Oh, I
2: love that scene too. I mean, there's so many things I love. The thing I was going to talk about was the moment when, um, when they're like waiting for Gandalf to remember which way to go in Moria. And mm. he's like, he doesn't remember which tunnel. And so they're all just like waiting for Gandalf to remember. And, and then, and Frodo, oh, this, when they first see Gollum too, Gollum's kind of lurking around right? and Gandalf kind of fills Frodo in on who Gollum is. And then Frodo, I, you know, feeling the, the weight of this thing he's been tasked with says, um, oh, I, I wish the ring had never come to me. I wish none of this had happened. And then Gandalf says what might be my favorite quote in any movie ever. He says, so do all who live to see such times.
4: But that mm. is not
2: for them to decide. All we have mm. to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us.
1: Wow.
0: And that's beautiful. when
2: I knew. That's when I knew.
1: That's when you said culture, so is, for beautiful.
0: That's culture when I said, is for me. Culture is for me. You
2: know what? Culture is for me.
0: Wow. <laughs> that's as good as that's as good an answer as anything, truly. Like like the Lord of the Rings is is major. I'm not the first person to say this, but here's my...
1: You are. I'm about to reveal
0: something. I'm about to reveal something that is like Hugh Grant killing his... Not killing his sister, but letting his sister get hit by a car in the undoing level. Like sociopathic. So
1: not the biggest secret in the series, but one of the bigger ones.
0: (laughs) One of the bigger ones that like truly paints a dark picture of the the person. And And makes
1: us kind of cock our eyebrow.
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah. uh, Ready? You ready? Ready. So... I was obsessed with The Lord of the Rings, the first movie as well, and bought the video games on Game Boy Advance. And I believe, I believe that was it. That was the only console I had. And I was obsessed with Lord of the Rings. And then I, we went to Borders one day and bought paperback versions of all three books. Oh, I, I started Fellowship of the Ring. Could not make it past the first 60 pages.
1: <laughs> I also tried to read it and could not. But yeah. then I, I needed
0: to, it's a lot, but I needed to like, I knew I needed to like experience it and know more about the world without mm-hmm. doing the actual reading that I joined a message board online. Have I told you this, Matt? <laughs> no, I, I was going to guess that you were like Cliff Notes it. No, I joined a message board. I didn't even do that, but I joined a message board online called the Council of Elrond <gasps> where they had where they had like Elvish lessons to teach you how to write in Elvish oh, and speak in Elvish.
2: I'm I'm losing it. Oh <laughs> it. <going>. It might <laughs>
0: still be around in some form. Or if you do like the Wayback Machine and like look it up. But then there would be like message boards on there that that where you would do role plays, like text-based role plays that have nothing to do with Lord of the Rings, but could be inspired by the Lord of the Rings. And so then I would like. I was like, I was 11 years old, and I would be like on these message boards, like pretending to play different characters in high fantasy. Like LARPing that I made online. LARPing online, but it's like all like long form text things. And like people would post in there, like once, it, but you'd be like building a story together, like one wow. post by one post. That's fun. Sometimes the stories would be like legit good. And I was, I like did not know how to write like at all um so i was just kind of like going in there in my esl ass just like throwing stuff in <laughs> but like it was like lord of the rings was like a, a gateway for me to like get into storytelling yeah in a weird way.
2: i feel the same way it. oh my yeah. gosh yeah. really connecting connecting yeah. i want to find those message boards i i did i listen. bet they're out there they're, they must be out there I I went on Nicole Byer and Lauren Lapkus' Newcomers podcast. They covered the Lord of the Rings in their second season. And Mm. I, I, you know, just consumed the special features on all the special extended edition of the DVDs of the movies. And there is... Those
0: DVDs were gorgeous. They were beautiful. They were gorgeous. Beautiful DVDs. They
2: were like a book. Yeah, because yes. that was
1: like when DVDs were having the moment. And I remember we got yeah. Surround Sound. And it <laughs> yeah. was like that. That d- 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 When you first got Surround Sound, like that was like my family like sprung for it. Like a nice DVD player with Surround Sound. And it was like the Lord of the Rings was one of the first movies we watched because it was like designed Very specifically good. to create that experience. And it Yes. Was like, yeah, wild. Oh,
2: just fully immersed in the world. Um, but Liv Tyler talks about how she took lessons in Elvish and like how to pronounce uh, it. And I, you know, I paused it and rewound it and rewatched that and paused it and rewound it and rewatched it. I was like, so I was desperate to be an elf. Desperate. Uh, I got your say, race. that
0: was your choice race. You wanted no. to be an elf.
2: I wanted to be an elf or, or a hobbit or, you know, I mean, the hobbits are, you know, they're, listen, they changed. The course is. They changed
1: the the world.
2: The the world. Were you
1: horny for Orlando Bloom as Legolas? And I was. You were.
2: (laughs) And I was. And I was.
1: I have to say, I I knew there was something about that Orlando Bloom at the time. Special. I think the per- the character that I did find myself drawn to the most was Liv Tyler as Arwen. Yes. Because she iconically sort of rode up on that h- horse and took out the sword and said, if you want him, come and claim him. And I was like, that is the badass girl boss queen of Lord of the Rings.
2: <laughs> yes. And it says that in the in the character description in the books. It's it's, that's how she's early
1: twenties bombshell Mm. girl boss, (laughs) hot queen, hot but approachable queen elf,
0: strong, Um, (laughs) strong skincare legend. Yeah, uh, (laughs) Gwyneth Paltrow brunette type. What, What what is your what is um what is your favorite film of the three?
2: It's really hard to say. I think it would have to be fellowship just because that's the one that started it all for me. Yeah. Started yeah, it all. Yeah. Started it all. But I was just emotionally <laughs> totally walloped by all three of them. Love them all. What I'm do you a think?
0: Two Towers, boy, because Two Towers is where it like it starts to pick up. Fellowship of mm-hmm. the Ring, it's a bit of a slog. That's the only thing it has going against it. Mm. Yeah, and once you get to Two Towers, that's when you—that's when it's like the juicy stuff. You, you, you know Saruman's deal. Um,
2: yeah,
0: you know, a- Aowen comes Helms Deep. It really gets going, and the ends like Treebeard. Like it's like like I fucking so like, Two Towers is where like the world starts to build out more. Like like when they the fact that they split up. I'm so horny for like what a beautiful yeah, like
2: yes, I'm horny for it too.
0: I'm I've horny never for been it. So
2: horny.
1: <laughs> See, <laughs> Help I get me. that. Help I think I, to, to speak of horniness, like I, I kind of uh, appreciate a climax. So, you mm. know, I'm going to love 12 climaxes, which is why I love <laughs> Return of the King, because it famously uh-huh. has about 45 endings. Yeah. And, like, it's so epic and so like, just like metaphorical juice squirt cinematically. Oh, and I'm multiple, just like,
2: multiple cinematic orgasms. Yeah, and it will, really we, will was we all strive
1: that. For? and we so for. but but i also appreciate the two towers because sort of like the reason why my favorite star wars is actually in both trilogies um empire strikes back and the last jedi are my favorites because i feel that's when they actually do the emotional work like the emotional yes. work happens in those middle films those and stages. attack
0: of the clones too
1: of course of course of course and attack of the clones as well <laughs> the other great cinematic masterpiece
2: absolutely we're totally <laughs> yeah. agreed on that
1: I wanted to ask you, like, because you so love Lord of the Rings and so Mm -hmm. appreciate that world, does that mean that you are more susceptible to other types of cinematic worlds, a la your Star Wars, your Harry Potter, your all these types of things? Or do you find yourself comparing it to the Big Mama that you love so much, and therefore everything pales in comparison? Like, where do you... Avatar, even. Like, where do you fall on this scale?
2: Once again, I mean, I, I, I think... I mean... If if I I am sort of in the center, I think the because mm. I centrist do, like Bo, I'm like Bo,
1: <laughs> yeah, A centrist centrist a centrist queen queen Kamala etc. Bowen <laughs> yes. is wearing a shirt right now under the cardigan that says, it Qu- says Queen, queen Kamala. Kamala, and then uh, befo- befo- below it, it's just her laughing a really big laugh, and below it, it says
0: Go Janet off. Yellen gr- Janet Yellen girl boss. <laughs> That's what it says. That says below a
2: picture of Kamala Harris. <laughs> yeah, yes. and she's
1: she's wearing her pride <laughs> jacket.
2: Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. Um. Got it. Got it.
0: There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly Try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself, the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night with this new Cantina Chicken Menu. The possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said.
4: Snag a Job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, Temp to hire part-time or full-time. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire.
0: Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. Lord of the Rings is the scent. I'm sorry, we keep cutting you off. No,
2: please. I I love it. I thrive on it. Yes. I think Lord of the Rings is is that sort of like constantly what everything will be compared to. However, when it is a really specific, well-structured, well-built out world. And does it help that it's like a period piece, like Mm -hmm. a piece that takes place in some, in some long forgotten past? Yes. Mm Yeah. And I think that's what I love so much about Harry Potter too, is that, that, world while it is like modern, it's also has such a deep history and there's still so many elements of it that feel very like locked in a specific period of time.
1: Yeah, and it is, it is, it is weirdly enough, a period piece.
2: Yeah.
0: It is. Lord of the Rings, though, I will always admire how he they just they they just kept it at three. I mean, there's like Silmarillion, there's Hobbit, there's like all the other stuff, but it's like it he, he did not want to like mess with like the core of what he had, and then because now you 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 have J.K. Rowling like appending all this stuff onto yeah the original. I don't seven. even count
1: her as a human being in the past six years. Nope. I would like to stop her narrative where 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 I she agree. started. Freeze where, her in time. <laughs> Yeah, she's just I I'm actually i have actually completely moved on from anything she has created in the past 5 years or will create in the future. I'm fine. The Harry Potter books are important to me and they stay frozen in amber as what they are, the piece of work they are, and I don't need her ever again. Right. Daniel Radcliffe
0: says. put it best, but um yes, he did. But did you guys today the click hole did a thing where um
1: I saw <laughs> Jake,
0: this the saga continues J.K. Rowling reveals. <laughs> <laughs> Soga I didn't continues. see this. Okay, okay, wait, let me let me just pull, pull it up because because I just I just think it's
1: I just think it's really funny. I used funny. to think uh, it was funny whenever she'd tweet like and by the way, Hermione no. had a cousin wow. that was adopted from South Korea. It's just like uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah, just yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. okay, cool, thank she you JK, cares. and then all of a sudden she's a transphobe and it's yeah, horrifying. It's so...
0: It's this, it's this click hole graphic that says the saga continues. JK Rowling has revealed that the man still team six thought was Osama bin Laden was actually professor McGonagall using a polyjuice potion and the real Osama bin Laden teaches okay. sex ed at Hogwarts. Now. And, <laughs> and, and, and then did you read, did you read every tweet in the thread? No. Did you read? Oh, wait. Okay. It's going to take a, a minute, but I, can I, can I please read the, yes. the whole thing? Please. Yes. Okay. Yes. This is these are all JK Rowling tweets and one giant thread that clickhole has like doctored. Okay, this is JK Rowling tweeting. In 2009, Professor McGonagall woke up in the middle of the night and said, "I, I have a good idea." <laughs> <laughs> then she drank a polyjuice potion containing Osama bin Laden. What? I'm, just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I might not make it through this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, she took a potion containing Osama bin Laden's eyelash, which turned her into a perfect like <laughs> leg of him. And then she flew to <laughs> then she flew to Abbottabad, Pakistan, on a broomstick. McGonagall finds <laughs> Osama bin Laden. McGonagall finds Osama bin Laden's compound on MapQuest and goes to Paris. When Osama bin Laden sees a duplicate of himself standing at his front door, he says, you're me, let's get married. So Osama, Osama and McGonagall, who has morphed into a get married the next day. <laughs> Professor McGonagall continues drinking the Osama Bin Laden oh Polyjuice potion every day so she always looks like him. When the people of Abbotabad <laughs> see Professor McGonagall walking around, they say, there goes either Osama Bin Laden or his wife, who is also <laughs> <laughs> Osama Bin Laden. Professor McGonagall and Osama Bin Laden are completely indistinguishable from one another. <laughs> Professor McGonagall starts calling herself Osama Bin Laden and calling the real Osama Bin Laden Osama Bin Laden Jr. It's impossible to tell. <laughs> (laughs) Which is which. While she's living her life as Osama, McGonagall keeps doing weird witch things. She buys like 50 (laughs) owls a month and kills them for spells. She tosses the carcasses into a big barrel in the yard labeled Osama Bin Laden's dead owls. She also helps run (laughs) Al-Qaeda. (laughs) <laughs> Things continue like this for about two years, but then SEAL Team Six notices the barrel of owl carcasses is labeled Osama bin Laden's dead owls outside the compound, and figures this is probably where Osama bin Laden is hiding. Wait, okay, <laughs> should I finish these?
1: They, how much longer are they I know, They're... What a story! <laughs>
0: no, okay, everyone, I've, I've I've lost I've lost my audience already. Go on the clickable <laughs> <Google laughs> Instagram and read the rest of the tweets. I can't. It's beautiful.
1: <laughs> well. I'm happy we well, got it. anyway, either way, thank you, J.K. Wait, no, hold on. Before we
0: before we move on from Lord of the Rings, did, mm. have have you read have you read The Silmarillion? Have you read like these I've other tried, books? I've tried.
2: I've tried. I got I got a little ways into The Silmarillion, but but and this is something that we wanted to capture with Jane in the book that she was writing, where there there is such uh, the thing about The Silmarillion is it's it's of course so beautifully written, all the books are, but they're so detailed that it really you really have to be in a certain mindset to like absorb that information and not have it totally um bog you down so i did want that to be part of like jane's book is that the the history is so detailed that anybody Mm -hmm. who who is kind enough to ask her about it will immediately regret it and get lost and like not be able to follow anything she's saying (laughs) because it's Mm. so specific and and um there's too much going on yeah
1: (laughs) Uh, there's like a running gag throughout the movie where they keep returning to just Mary in process explaining her book to whoever her captive audience is. and it does. It, it's funny every single time. So um, good. So I guess what 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 I'm saying and what I know Bowen is saying, and I know it's certainly what Mary is saying is mm-hmm. that you gotta watch happiest season. It will make you feel so good and also not for nothing, but I felt really um excited about telling my parents about it. Like, I was like, you got to watch Happiest Season. And I, I really think that they'll enjoy it. It's really good family fun. And also, it feels like it's for us, too. You know what I mean? Like, it it's really, it it yeah. delivers in many different ways. And also, ultimately, primarily, number one is, like, it'll get you in the mood. And it will make you laugh and feel good. Yeah. And if you're Thank someone you who know. wants to, you know, munch Kristen Stewart's box. It's for um, you, too. It's really <laughs> for you.
2: It's Thank really you so you. much, Matt. Thank you. Oh
1: my God, so no. good. We Thank love you it so, so much. And I feel as though Bo, it might be time.
0: I think it's time. I think it's
1: time for I Don't Think So Honey. So, Mary is a veteran of I Don't Think So Honey, not only (laughs) as a subject of an I Don't Think So Honey.
2: (laughs) Oh, I can't. um, I've been on both sides. You've been on both sides.
1: You've both been ripped apart by the form. What an honor. Ripped the form apart at our iconic LA show, which Bowen was not able to attend, but I co hosted with Joe Kim Booster during a rainy fucking night in downtown LA. It was downpouring, Bo. It was. It was so much. I remember uh, that I, I knew that that <laughs> night was rainy. I, you guys were telling me. Oh my god! It was it was it was it wasn't even just rainy. It was like like hysterical, which is rain. the the
2: rarest of things. It we never so get that. That never happens. It was a magical yeah. night. Wow.
1: Only when I fly the fuck out to do a show um, <laughs> downtown.
2: By the way,
1: <laughs> yeah, hello. Um, oh, right. DTLA. But it, it was. But we did have a good crowd, and it was such a fun show. And Mary so was amazing. Fun. And I, I got to meet all the Wild Horses ladies. Yes,
2: we were. <gasps> we were all there. We were running free. Running yes, the free. Wild Horses
1: were sort of you know mating in the wilderness, as it were. <laughs> Um, thank God too, um, thank but God. Uh, so she's really attacked it from all angles, and um, she will do the same, but not before me and Bowen and Yang do. I, I don't think so, honey. Which is a sixty-second yes. rant on something in pop culture that we hate currently, or always I love it,
0: or always. Um, um,
1: do you have Do you have one? I do. I do have a thing.
0: Okay, this is Matt Rogers. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now.
1: I don't think so, honey. Being preoccupied with the Save by the Bell Selena Gomez joke about the kidney transplant. Oh. Okay, let's get the fuck over it because <gasps> it's not actually a joke at Selena Gomez's expense, honey. It's a joke about gossip about celebrities. Okay, bitch? yes, and yes. Yes, yes, they apologize. So can we fucking move on? It's a hilarious show. So it's Tracy Wigfield that's created it. The room is incredible. A friend of the pod. Dwayne Perkins is a consulting producer on it. He's also on the show and is very funny on it. Oh. Literally, the show is hilarious. The younger kids are amazing. The older cast is incredible. Mario Lopez is hotter now at 47 than he was at 20. Elizabeth Berkeley's great. Mark Paul Gosselaar and Tiffany Thiessen are just as hot, just as funny. They mm-hmm. make fifteen they, seconds. They make Governor of California Zach Morris the villain of the show, which is a genius move Ooh. because he's like a conservative, like governor. It's hilarious. Ooh. Josie Toda is a superstar Star. slaying superstar on a James Kuzi level. If you're gonna let some fucking tweet that you saw about Selena Gomez deter you from watching it, I don't think so, honey. It's and your that's loss. One minute, thank you. Wow. It's so a fantastic show. I, need I to watch never. It. Uh, mary you Have will be to. you, will, you will be gagged it is so funny it, it's it's like uh,
0: it's 30 rock it's tracy it Wakefield. really it's like, is it, yeah
1: it gives it's, you 30 rock that, type humor mm-hmm. like like there are jokes in it that like every character has also i will say um oh god i forget his last name is his first name is last name is hoog but he plays mac michael hoog.
0: M- 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 mitchell hoog
1: mitchell hoog this kid is Killing it's it.
0: Really uh, funny. Like,
1: and also the leads are really fun. Um, so
0: fun. Haskiri Velasquez. She's so good. Haskiri
1: Velasquez is amazing. She plays Daisy. Um, the girl who plays Aisha is amazing. The girl, uh, the guy who plays um uh like a lot of it, it's like Jamie Spano, it's like uh, Jesse Spano's oh son. My God. It's like a lot of their kids that kind of step into who they were, like he's like the AC Slater of the show, like truly. It's so funny. Every character is really fun. And Josie Tota is, steals the whole thing. And she's slaying on a level that is like, Star is Born moment. And Whoa. we need to get her
2: on the show. For sure.
0: Yeah. It's so impressive that.
2: Gotta watch her.
0: Yeah, you gotta, you gotta. It's so impressive how there's, it's, it's juggling this like, really like, current self-aware story. Um, or premise like oh like a, like an underfunded school has to merge with um like a, a very wealthy,
1: overprivileged school that's like Bellevue yeah
0: which is which is what Bayside was was, Bayside. was always right. uh, Bayside always was but yeah. then but then you also have to like balance the store like the the B C D stories with the parents or with the like the former students like it just it it juggles so many different balls it spins so many different plates at the same time. It's so impressive how it, it, it comes together.
1: Just the conceit of it is so smart. Like I just loved how immediately they were like, Zach Morris is the villain who's put them all in this situation. That like is so it, it's just yeah. it's so good yeah. and he doesn't shy away from it at all. He's like, I'm they sure all he's still, thrilled. No, yeah, they're yeah. they they all have such a they still have such a handle on their characters and like they make Ooh. a lot of jokes about like the caffeine pill addiction and like the sort of um oh, after yes. school specialness of the original Saved <laughs> by the Bell. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it really is sort of like a pleasant villain ish vibe where it's like this world where these kids that go to Bayside live is completely different from the world of like the inner like the um underprivileged kids that come into the school. And it's just really fun. And it's also like the central best friendship is between Mac Morris, who's like this white blonde Zach Morris type, and um Daisy, who's the like Latino girl who's like class president, she comes in and that's like to to I just really love that you see all sorts of atypical relationships in the show. You know, the quarterback is a girl um of the football team. Like it's just goofy and fun and really imagines fine. a world that's like that where the rules are really heightened and it play by the plays by those rules really well and the jokes are great. Oh, and so great. And I just I I never thought I would enjoy it as much as I did, but I really recommend it. And want people to sort of move past this silly little throwaway joke they made about Selena Gomez in the sixth episode. Because it's like, it's a shame because you look it up and it's every news story. And it makes me mad. It's just like, it's a funny show. Then
0: Peacock or Universal NBC also just like, don't like, apologize. Like they spoke with Selena's people. They donated to her, to one of her charities. It's all good. Like, I mean, we're, we're, we're already past it just... Yeah. On a moral level. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just right. want people to watch it because it's, it's great. And there's a lot of great young talent in it. And um, all right. So Bowen Yang, are you ready to sort of I'm unleash, ready. unleash your, I don't mm-hmm. think so, honey. Mm-hmm. This is Bowen Yang's, I don't think so, honey. And his time starts now.
0: I don't think so, honey. The finale of Great British Bake Off. <gasps> it was so irresponsible of you to ha- to carry Laura through to the final. It was so irresponsible because she was having emotional breakdowns every single mm. round because she was doubting herself the entire time. She sh- you should have let her go weeks and weeks ago. She... Uh, we will all have fond memories of Laura as a contestant, but mm. to put her through to the final and to just have her sort of there the entire time when she's just doubting herself at every turn is Responsible, You could have pushed Hermine through the final. You could have pushed her through the final. Mm. I mean, I, there's something flawed in the elimination um, structure of, of, GBBBO, of GBBO where um, people who slip up one time get fucked over. Um, it ends up making for like lackluster finales where this was such an emotional high-stakes season of bake off with co- the covid of it all mm-hmm. 5 and seconds for some reason it felt so underwhelming congratulations to peter the youngest winner in history but overall just an irresponsible finale
1: and that's one minute oh, wow oh, man. Gra- great british br- oh my, it's hard to say first of all we have to say we have to say it. it's hard a hard to real, say. Co- it's a real it's a real culture number I- i'm sorry to say 5 Great British <laughs> Bake Off is hard, hard, to, say hard to, say. to say. And we Thank have you. to say that. To say and, we and we have to, to say, say it.
2: Because no one else will.
1: What were your no. thoughts on the finale, Mary?
2: I I really understand where you're coming from, Boom. I, I really do. Because I, I do think that there were... It, it was indicated very early on that, like, um, there's so much talent there, of course. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as far as, like, being able to, like... Get through that high pressure situation and and mm. have the the kind of the confidence of like a Peter yeah. or a David like that that is really challenging and I I I have to say I agree with your opinion.
0: And what's awful is that everyone came after this this girl Laura mm. because this fan favorite Hermine had been eliminated and so everyone was attacking this girl Laura uh, after the semi final episode and then like Paul Hollywood like people from the show had to go on social media and be like guys oh, cut it man. out. That's awful. I just think like it's it's somehow like most seasons of Bake Off are like no like the, the reason why you watch the show is because there's no drama.
2: Right, exactly. <laughs> it's so pleasant.
0: <laughs> it's so pleasant and yet there's all this like there are all these heightened emotions around it um mm. that I guess have have to do with COVID but like with the lore of it all like I like I thought she 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 did great all season but you know it first it, it seemed like such a choice to carry her through the final instead of someone like Hermine, who was so consistent mm-hmm. and tragically slipped up on a season on, on a week that she should have excelled at which was patisserie week she's this French baker and mm-hmm. um, a lot of pressure I don't know a lot of pressure a lot of pressure mm-hmm. but she and she like ditched so Matt she like for the um the showstopper challenge. Like the big climactic challenge of the week, right? Um, she decided to scrap her original plan and do something completely Never different, good. experimental. It did not end up no. going well for her. Do and this was you know. this
1: was a specialty of hers, and she decided to try to
0: yeah, like, shake it up. She, she was she was friends. She tried to she she and like the judges were like hubris, hubris, and once Icarus. again, Icarus, Icarus. Yeah. once again, and once Icarus again. flying,
2: flying too close to hubris, once again, yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> once again, <laughs> once <laughs> once ladies again. and gentlemen.
1: Hubris. And once again, and once again
0: hubris. Hubris. (laughs) Hubris! (laughs) (laughs)
1: Hubris! I actually kind of think that's an iconic stage. I do too. I think that's an incredible name. Hubris Hubris is a great stage name. uh. Wow.
0: (gasps) Who 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 wants it? Anyone, me, anyone me, I okay, want it, okay, I'm calling okay.
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, I, I would say uh, to all reality show contestants, um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's
2: great advice.
1: Just stay the course, y'all. I always also feel like with any reality show, it's like whenever there's like the fan favorite or like the underdog that gets tossed in with people that actually have a run at the win, mm. I think it makes finales less fun, to be honest with you. Like, I just think like, like, like it, it feels like every reality show that's competitive lately, there's there's always an upset. Like there's always just like Mm. someone that makes it into the finale because it's going to be nice to see them there. You know what I mean? Like for me, that was crystal method on drag race. For me, that was Nelly on dancing with the stars. It sounds like it was this individual on great British Breakoff off where it's just like, yes, uh, we understand they were an important part of the season that was fun, but this is the finale you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, let's let the competitors compete. And I understand mm. that it is subjective, and I'll probably get dragged still by the Crystal Method fans. But, um, uh, but that's just the way I feel. I feel like I feel like, like at the end of you know, for example, in American Idol, that's why you don't want to see Kelly versus Justin. You want to see Kelly versus Tamira. This is, of course, a seventeen, eighteen-year-old season of a television show. I'm bringing up, but I. <laughs> You're think still litigating. I'm still litigating. Still this
2: litigating to this day. it.
1: <laughs> Yes. Still litigating. <laughs> Only on
0: Peacock. Yeah. <laughs> still okay.
2: litigating, Starring hubris. <laughs> starring, starring hubris
1: <laughs> and noma dumensweni.
2: Oh.
0: If you want a title that's harder pronounced, harder to pronounce than Great British Bake Off, it's still litigating. Still that's litigating twisters. I'm going to be litigating. honest with
1: you, it's easier to say than Great British Bake Off.
0: Okay. Yeah. Still litigating. I think it's time. You it can is really time. It is yeah. time. It's, it's time, time for a
1: Mary Holland. I don't oh, think so, honey.
2: My God, <clears throat>
0: this
1: is huge. How, how is ready thing. do you feel?
2: Um, I I guess as ready as I'm ever going to be. All
1: right. Okay. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. I have the phone in my hand.
2: Okay. That's a good and, time um, my heart's
1: beating this, so fast. Bone, wait. How how are you feeling? By the way, you said you were you were feeling kind of sick before.
0: I feel a little better now. I've, I've been really blitzing my body with like vitamins and and totally, totally. Okay. And her time starts now.
2: <laughs> oh, I don't think so. Hey, I don't think so, honey. Uh, Mary not being able to access her rage because oh! guess what, because guess what, Mary, guess what? You got asked to be a guest on this amazing podcast and you know that part of the podcast is you have to rant about something that you don't like or that you hate and how come you can't access that what is it, what's in the way for you where you can't you're trying to think of something and you can't think of anything last time you did it you know what you did you talked about how you don't like it when suddenly somebody gets 30 hit seconds. by a bus or a car in a movie how you don't like that and that's what you ranted about and then that how could you why can't you why can't you get there? You are able ah. to get there with so many other emotions, but you're not able to get 15 there seconds, with 15 seconds your anger or with you know you know and look and it's nuts. okay (laughs) you gotta get better you gotta do better you gotta you know what five seconds and 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 remember it's you're okay
1: wow (gasps) okay so i just want to say something that's one minute not even in your i don't think so honey that was directed at your own self (laughs) could you get that mad you ended it with and you're okay you're not you
2: can't access rage it's a problem i really yeah i i mean whose
0: side are you on
2: I'm uh, once again. I'm centrist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> once again, <laughs> I'm centrist. Once again, I'm centrist. Centrist. Wait, are you? When when's when the angriest you've ever been your whole life? I w- you know. I
2: can tell you exactly. It was when, and I think that this is maybe the cause of it subsequently being buried in me for um for eternity. Is I was like six years old, and um, my parents had some friends over and their kids over to watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> <You> both-
0: <laughs> I'm <laughs> truly... I'm wrapped. Wrapped.
2: Wrapped. Um, <laughs> and they were, the adults were like watching the Super Bowl in uh, in like this little TV room area with the door closed and the kids were all out. We we're all playing with each other and my brother did something that made me mad for some reason and I... Um, you know, as a child and an adult, I'm very emotional, very like sensitive and tuned in. And mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I, I was really upset and the other kids who were there were all older than me. And I think to them, it was just like, oh my God, the baby is crying again. And oh. that sort of, um, dismissiveness, it, 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 um, hit me it in this deep 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 in my core and i remember i was i was like freaking out and
3: mm-hmm. my
2: sister my sister said to my brother uh, i'm the youngest of three uh so my sister said to my brother go get mom and dad she's you know she's freaking out <laughs> she's like losing it and uh my brother went in to like get uh, get my parents attention and he was you know like a, a boy i feel like he was <laughs> 10 at the time and he, he said to my parents he said um, uh, mom dad it's that time of the month again oh. and uh, oh, no. I didn't know I didn't child. know what that meant um, <laughs> oh
0: god it,
2: he was just making it did he a,
0: know a, oh, how he heard he know? it somewhere he,
2: yeah exactly
1: from, From the he television know, He clearly did not He
0: clearly did not know
1: what it meant He heard it off <laughs> anyway. the television And he yeah, thought yeah, yeah. This, is, this is when women get crazy Once a month
2: <laughs> Well I thought I took that to mean I took that to mean Here we go Mary's having her You know right. Monthly freak out And like like That was a thing The family talked about And I got oh. so mad That I projectile vomited <gasps> <gasps> Oh
1: Oh my god! Well, that's probably why you're afraid to get angry. You don't want to ruin all your things. <laughs> that's a power.
2: That's- Finest silks and furs. I don't want to <laughs> <Yeah>. ruin. <them. laughs>
1: You've decorated your home with silks mm-hmm. and furs. You don't want to be projectile vomiting on them. I no. think it's actually if <laughs> you have
0: superpower. If,
1: yeah, if you had to be incapable of expressing an emotion, anger is probably a good one to be incapable of accessing yeah. and expressing.
2: It feels like there's a, an aspect of myself that I'm not able to know. And mm. not able to, like, um, have the courage of my convictions, I think, because of it. Because I don't, uh, it's not, like, I really have to dig to, like, get to the mm-hmm. place where I want to projectile vomit again. You know what, what I mean? Well, so And I just want to get back yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Take me back. I just want to get back. It's,
0: you, I know. But it's, you you do, like, you lose control. Like, I think part of anger for anybody is losing control. And that is mm. that is, like a little scary.
2: Yeah.
1: I feel like also, it's tough when you are someone who um, has had to hide emotions because it reveals you. Um, Like, Mm -hmm. when I was younger, and still to this day, when I get angry and I feel like I've expressed anger, something I'll do a lot to a lot of people is be like, was I justified in doing that? Was that okay? Like, was I too much? Was this... Because I feel like I'm used to hiding myself in an emotional state because I think it reveals... Or It it revealed a truth about me, which probably is gayness that I was afraid of as a young person. Nowadays, it's like, I'll try to take space because I I think what you're saying is important. It is important to know when to put your foot down and argue for yourself and stand up for yourself. But I am seldom without the question after of, was I justified in the way I behaved? Oh my God,
2: constantly. Yeah, I feel that same way. And I I don't know how to... And th- that's interesting to hear you talk about that because I I really thought that that was something m- that most people are able to like get angry and feel confident in that emotion and how it's expressed because mm-hmm. it truly every emotion I'm like oh, was that too much <laughs> like right. constantly yeah. well you were told
1: that it was at a formative age so right. I don't think I don't think it's you obviously have this. Memory, which has imprinted on you, which is yeah. you got so upset, and what w- everyone's response to it was, don't take her seriously, Ugh. which is which is something that could stay with you for a long time, and so it's honestly good that you remember where it came from because mm-hmm. it that's that's everything, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Did you know this was therapy?
2: Uh, no. How much do I owe you guys?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Four hundred dollars. Wow.
2: Okay. Uh,
1: Bowen's a centrist. I I was gonna do it for free. <laughs> no i want 400
2: <laughs> you're a centrist For an hour and a half Bo-
1: bowen has only- Bowen has recently become more comfortable with his own anger
2: i love that
0: i have i have um but i would have i like but my my relationship with anger is weird because i've always been told within the family at least that it's like you get that from your dad mm. you get that you get that from your dad And my dad when he gets angry it's wild and when i get angry it's even wilder and i fully lose control and like I will go through, I, I have, I think in like my teen years, gone through like rage blackouts. Not where I would hurt anybody, but where I would like just leave close my eyes, yeah. leave my body because I was so, 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 so angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, yeah.
2: It's overpowering. It's an overpowering it emotion.
0: Yeah. And you lose control. Yeah, that's, exactly. For me, that's what's
1: scary. Yeah. yeah. Do you find that as an actor, um, while maybe anger is not your thing, do you mm-hmm. find the other emotions easier to access? Because, like, j- like I, I actually am quite there. Yeah, y- your character in the movie is a comedic role, mm-hmm. but there's actually quite an emotional um, turn that right. happens towards the end of the movie, which honestly caught me by surprise because you do such a good job at blending in and just being comedic relief that it it's a it's like when something big happens to your character it's like of course this character feels this way of course this mm-hmm. character is has access to the entire spectrum of human emotion and you know whether it's because she's the youngest in the family and hasn't been taken seriously yeah. and maybe middle, that's something middle, you identify with oh the middle child yeah. rather sorry no, it's um okay. but being the being the one that that wasn't taken seriously um has repercussions on the character and her emotional moment. Not totally. to give too much away. Totally. But um. But do you find as an actor like that it's easy for you to access emotions? Like, is it? Yes. For me, for me, it's tough. For for me, it's like sometimes I feel like that's what makes me someone that's very good at playing close to myself. But then when it comes to playing other emotions, I find that to be a lot harder than it looks.
2: Mm. Yeah, I I I am able to dip into it, but I think I, I'm generally, a very a very sensitive person. Um, it doesn't take yeah. me it doesn't take much for me to to um get there, get there. But yeah. I also think that I have I really feel a a level of safety when I'm playing a role to like mm. to go to places that in my life I might not necessarily right. go to. like, um like with in Veep, like that that character was so annoyed at everything and that that's mm-hmm. not me at all but i i it was so fun t- it's almost like i get to exercise those feelings as long as i yeah. have the safety of like a, it's okay this is a character
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah it's like ba- yeah it's like babysitting or it's like or it's like being an, an aunt yeah playing with like your nieces and nephews were like it's just temporary i get to hand back the child yeah <laughs> after this is done
2: right right yeah maybe yeah. No,
1: definitely. I think. I think for sure. It's like you don't have ownership over what you've done because it wasn't yes, you. Yeah, was exactly. <laughs> yes. yes, just, just like how it's not your kid, and it doesn't matter what happens when you watch yeah. it, right, Bowen? <laughs> That's what you were saying. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm like
0: Hugh Grant <laughs> in The Undoing. Um, you know what? Okay, I just this is kind of this is just an acting thing that has really resonated with me recently. I was watching interviews with Anya Taylor Joy. Um, yeah. Fab. And fab. Fab. And Ugh. I think they were they were someone was asking her like what her process was or whatever. And she was just like, you know, like I used to be really concerned about like, and this is what I'm concerned about all the time. And this is so shallow and stupid, but whenever I'm like on camera, I'm like, is my face doing the right thing? Mm. Yeah. And then I've had this thought constantly, but then she, she wasn't, Anya Taylor wasn't directly addressing this, but she was like, I had an acting teacher tell me once, as long as you have the thought, you're you're going to do the right thing. Mm. As long as you are, which I guess is like, is that Meisner, I guess, mm-hmm. or, or whatever. I, I don't know yeah, what that technique sounds, that is. It
2: does sound Meisner-y. Um, yeah, that, that you don't need to control any other aspect. It's just like, just organically be in the moment.
0: And mm-hmm. just be, or, or yeah, exactly. Just like supplant the thought into your head of like, I'm angry. I'm going to think of an, I'm going to think of something that would make this character angry and then be angry. And yeah. that's gonna sum- That's going to translate.
2: And that'll sell it. She is
0: They'll the queen of.
1: She is the queen of you look at her. You look at her. The, she is the queen of gambits. First of all, we should say, and we also say it like <laughs> we have to. She say really it. <laughs> doesn't. Do, and I say this in a in a in a way where I'm so impressed by her, but doesn't take her much to transfer a lot yeah. to oh the audience. God. You it's know what I mean? Like so she is truly brilliant.
2: Micro expressions. She's she yes. really is.
1: Yeah, yeah, she's amazing in The Queen's Gambit. F- famously, Bowen took me to see Thoroughbreds a few years ago, and I was blown away by she her. She was so good. I've never seen yeah. a Thoroughbreds.
2: Oh, it's thoroughbreds, really
1: good. You would like fabulous. it. Fabulous. Yeah.
2: I and the, so the other
1: girl is really good. So I believe her name is Alicia Cook. That I believe oh, that could uh-huh. that could be wrong. She's
0: excellent. Too, she's yeah.
1: fantastic. But it's like mm-hmm. a, just a really good, really tense. Um, Funny, dark, 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 dark comedy mm-hmm. that they oh, are cool. amazing in. They play teen girls who
0: are um, horse girls. Ha-
1: they play teen horse girls who get together after several years of being apart after one of them has been in a juvenile detention facility. And the other one who's continued to live her life starts tutoring her. And it's about their relationship oh. and what they decide to do together. <gasps> so it's really, really, Juicy. really
2: Juicy. Oh really my funny. gosh. You had me at yeah. teen horse girl.
1: <laughs> yeah um but uh speaking of speaking of teen horse girl i mean wait one thing wait one thing i wanted to i wanted to just bring up you went yeah. to interlochen i did yeah huh? okay i didn't know that so that's like a prestigious performing arts yes. high school y'all so that's why we have the brilliance i see i see
0: she understands the process yeah, the access to the emotion. She she is aware that she has trouble accessing her anger because of the interlocking background.
2: I mean, you're <laughs> not wrong. You're not wrong <laughs> about that. Um, yeah, I did. I, I went there my last two years of high school.
1: Mm. So, did you love did, did you? Was it I fun to go love. to school like that? Oh yeah. my
2: God, it was heaven. It was yeah, heaven. Yeah, you just had
1: to kind of like <laughs> do fun Yeah. I, I wish, I wish, I wish
2: anyway <laughs> we, have we, to, turned you know, out, we
1: turned out okay we turned out fine um sure. but um <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um uh we'll have to have that discussion on another episode where you come back because I would love to. oh my god this was so fun so and
2: fun. i'm so, so, we're fun. so happy to have These you the best Ugh.
1: and mary's going places I,
0: I bet you anything
1: oh i mean come on we have I this, just just So excited for you, for everyone to see this. I mean, I'm sure everyone that is seeing it is all talking about how amazing you are in it. And then finding out that you wrote it probably is a big old Huge, But you did. And um, Happiest Season is available to stream right now on Hulu. And um, it'll make you feel really good. And it will make you laugh. And like I said, feel in the season. And it even inspired me to get a tree. And Uh, you
2: can too. The ultimate compliment.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh! Um, but I bon- thought
0: in the season as well. Did boning, not get a tree, but he's not well, get a tree because he famously
1: has no room in his apartment, not even for the Christmas gift I gave him. Oh, birthday gift rather. Birthday gift. Okay. I will. I will eventually. We don't have to do this now. No, we don't. What we do have to do is, <laughs> is we is have end with a song to end with a song, which is really how we have one. We end all episodes. Okay. Oh, bon, good. Okay. What song? It's the most wonderful, wonderful time, time of, of the, the year. year. We got, got red and threads and, and snow is it's, it's, it's raining, raining rain, it's and it's all going to be daytime. It's
2: the, the ha- happy season of all. all. Oh my God! Those. If you want to hear
0: more of that song, there, there are so many notes. And Andy Williams on Spotify now. <laughs> yeah. Mariah Carey of the male Mariah Carey. <gasps> Christmas is his his time.
2: Christmas Ooh. is his time.
1: <laughs> A new rivalry. <gasps> A
0: new rivalry. Bye. 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 You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts.
2: Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay. And me, Simone Boyce.
1: Mine happens to be a mystery
3: involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a it for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia.